Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pasta Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Episode of Horror Movie Night. We go camping in the woods this week. Adam is dressed as a thug, but you better not play some Tom Jones or he'll start dancing all over the place. Scott looks like Seth Green, so we'll just stick with that motif. And I've been infected because we're talking. Wait, so in this scenario, I am Alfonso Rivera? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that that makes sense to me. Um I will 100% take that compliment. Thank you. Awesome. You're you're thug Alfonso Rivera. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Do you guys want to play some b-ball or? I mean, shoot again. I just want to play with that dog, actually. That dog is super cute, and I was so fucking mad when it died. Oh, I know. So I, this is this is Scott's pick, right? Yes. yes. I think yes. I did okay for once. Yeah. Knocked it you, you out did, of the fucking did, park. But when I was watching it, I was like, oh, why did Scott pick this? Like, that dog dies so horrifically. <laughs> I did it because Clint Howard for you, and I did the gooiness for Matt because I know how Matt likes it. Yeah, gooey. Uh, I, ap- I appreciate you, Esteban. Esteban! But yeah, no. Ticks is like, Ticks is one of those movies that I remember seeing the VHS all the time as a kid and was so excited when I rented it and loved it so much. And then it finally came out on like DVD and Blu-ray like a year ago. And I snagged a copy real quick because I was like, I need to own fucking Ticks. Like, this is a movie that needs to be owned and shown to as many people as possible. So I'm super excited that Scott picked it. The funny thing is, is I'd never even seen it until last year. 
Yeah, I, I, this isn't even like a video store find for me. I couldn't tell you what the VHS cover looked like. This is my it's very girl, first time watching. It's a girl cringing in terror and a giant tick superimposed over over top of her, um, over her face, basically, like over on the side. Yeah, I, I looked at the, oh, I think that the VHS art had, like the VHS cover had, um, like the back cover had Clint Howard with his like, I'm unfasted face. And I, it scared the piss out of me because I grew up in the woods, and I've always hated ticks. And and well, he, even even Clint Howard's normal face kind of scares the fuck, <laughs> scares the piss out of me. So, <laughs> all right. So okay, I I've gotten this yeah, broken down. I I I have the plot pretty much broken down. So we'll just do this that old school way of yes, please. Step let's step. let's walk right. through. Let's all walk right. through. All right. So Seth Green has had some traumatic shit happen to him in this movie. So his dad is sending him out into the woods with a group of counselors, uh, and he, he bumps into Carlton from, from Fresh Prince. Um, so it's not until later that we find out what the traumatic shit was that happened to Seth Green. And when you yeah, do... Yeah, but, but, but they establish that that shit happened in the first 15 minutes of the movie, and then never again do we ever touch on that. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that being said, when they eventually – I'm going to jump ahead real quick to what actually happened to him. So his dad and him went camping, and his dad got drunk and left him in the woods by himself for a couple days. So I don't really see how his dad dropping him off to be in the woods for a little bit is going to help the situation. Like, Hey, son. Sorry for fucking up your world when I had a drinking problem. Probably still do. I'm going to go in a bender while you're gone. <laughs> but here, go to this camp. Maybe you can, you know, like get your dick wet or something. So un- unknowns to this group of like, what, eight people that are going into the woods, uh, there's some pot plantations out there. And, uh, oh my god! And the stuff that they're using cat, to make—they're—they're they're cash croppers. Cash, and yeah. one of them, one of them is Clint Howard, who <laughs> we are—we we are given purview to like what's happening with Clint Howard as this movie goes along, and that scene where like that like goop was uh, falling out of the bottom of the machine, and it started like okay, so there's like goop falling out of a, of a, of a machine, right? And it goes through the floorboards, and it lands on, like, a tick. A tick uh, egg, or something like that. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Is pot? Is weed? Weed is gonna make this tick grow big? <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god! <laughs> I think that you just got about as excited for weed as Kevin Smith. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is the movie Kevin Kevin Smith wishes he could make. Like yeah. this is fucking funny. This is actually hilarious. But but honestly, I was like, wow, why aren't these ticks more chill? Like they should be they should be just chilling out, you know? Well, I like that uh they, they bring it up later, but because of the fact that marijuana is part of what makes them grow, when they bite you, you start tripping balls. Tripping, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the doc, the vet, the vet literally describes it as an LSD trip, and I'm like, "Wow, that's pretty, pretty specific." There, doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. specifically yeah. not weed. Yeah, you, you, you've been to a few music festivals, have you? What's going on, <laughs> dude? She just she wants to go to Pitchfork every year. Um, <laughs> so, so we missed a couple things. Go for uh, it. Best quote of the movie: what Alfonso's is- hanging tough, and he's like, "They call me Panic." Cause I never do. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. 
Carlton as a as as a gangster. He's. I think he picked this movie so he could be like, yeah, yeah. I really need to get away from that goody two shoes bullshit on the Fresh Prince. Um, I really need to work my acting chops. Um, uh, I didn't even think about it that, but but that is one hundred percent why he chose this movie. Absolutely, he overacts the shit out of it. I mean, it's great. It's awesome. Seth, um, Seth, Seth Green was like 12 years old, thir- 12, 13, when he fucking filmed this movie. Alfonso oh, is the same no. height as him. <laughs> the same height. No, no. Seth Green is probably like 17 in this movie because he was in Can't Buy Me Love, and that's when he looks like a little shit. Yeah, he's in, uh, like to, he's I, in Pump Up the I Volume, like to- too. <laughs> and airborne. This is far and away from Buffy, which like had him being like this tough, you know, like stoic guy. He, I, I like to think he is younger than that because a seventeen-year-old should know better than to have that haircut. Yeah, the ninety-three man. That was everyone's yeah, haircut. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, this yeah, is it was way worse than Airborne. It, I promise you. This was Seth Green in that era when he was doing Nerf gun commercials in a mall. Like, <laughs> what? Wait, have you never wow. seen that? There's a Nerf no. commercial starring Seth Green where they're running around a mall shooting Nerf guns at each other. All right, listen. Seth Green was born in 74, so he was fucking 19 when he did this movie. Jesus Christ. Uh, I should have known better. Should have <laughs> known better. He is five foot four inches tall. Oh, my God. Are you for real? His wife I'm almost super, super attractive. Have you ever seen a picture of her? Well, I mean, he lives in Los Angeles. That's bound to happen. Um, okay, so they all pile in the van, Alfonso included. Wait, 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 wait. You're, missing, you're missing a character here. The dickbag who comes up with the vest and no shirt. That was oh, like... Rome! Rome! His name is Rome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, like, dude, no shirt and then a vest. It was like code for douchebag in 93, I think, because... Uh, there's, it's always like the douchey ba- badass type character in all these horror movies. Always, always is the only people you see with a vest and no shirt. Dude, if I had those abs, I'd fucking show them off too. That guy's got a <laughs> solid set of abs, man. Well, he's got steroids um, with him for those abs. That well, comes that's play too. Okay. So, so they all pile in the van and they're going to a wilderness retreat, which I don't understand. I mean, I guess it's supposed to help them, but like the two people that are supposed to be their counselors, like the adults in this situation, just go to the cabin and fuck. Like they don't pay any attention. But, but whatever, whatever. So they get into like the town that they're going to. Alfonso starts rooting through everybody's bags and he finds Rome's steroids, whatever. We met, we meet Jerry. Who's this creepy, awful teeth uh, oh, hit guy? Like he's sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, that guy is weathered. When you meet him, there's a there's a flyer in the background that says marijuana, the assassin of youth. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. I remember. When people when people in this movie say marijuana, they actually they say marijuana. They say marijuana. <laughs> I love, I love it. it. I love it. I mean, come on, Seth Green. Fucking tell them what's up. I'm sure you've smoked pot before. What's up? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so so Jerry hits on Melissa. And I, I really want us to remember the Melissa character, okay? Because I have some important shit to talk about her later. Is Melissa um, the, main, the main female? 
The main girl, yeah, 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 who hates her parents, whatever. Her dad is, like, the uh, counselor or whatever the fuck. And then there's also the Asian girl, whose name I don't remember. But for a half a second, I thought she was going to be the love interest because she gives Seth Green, like, a very... Like, they have, like, a very, like, a look for a minute. But that amounted to nothing because he's still all into Melissa. Anyways, so uh, here we go. So they eventually get to the cabin... They're all there. They get all set up. Uh, Alfonso takes a top bunk because it's prison rules or some shit. I don't fucking know. Well, the male counselor is recording like this weird Star Trek journal entry. There's that scene that I love where he's just oh, like... Oh, there's that voiceover! Yeah! yeah. It's like, okay, Captain's Log. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's Log. I'm not sure if this is going to work for these kids. They are disturbed beyond anyone's control yeah as they're doing like next to nothing like <laughs> alfonso ribeiro is uh throwing sticks at the sign or something like yeah. that I just, uh... dude he's chucking an axe at it he's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. An axe yeah. thank you well here's the thing here's the weird thing alfonso seems to know these people right like he knows like he knows them by first name basically like debbie and doug or whatever the fuck their names are like he's been there um, a bunch of times or something exactly like this must be a really ineffective camp because they are <laughs> like alfonso is still fucked up he's still a street kid what are you doing you're not helping him what the fuck and they let him bring his dog so that's cool until later best when... character in the movie yep so, okay, Clint, Clint Howard's pretty fucking good. He is pretty, well, and that's where I was about to jump to. So, so we jump back to Clint Howard after we've established these characters in the woods, and uh, he is just massacred by these giant ticks in in his little shanty town. Uh, it, yeah, the uh, it's the, the weed guy. Was, the, <laughs> the, yeah, he's he's a real tent guy, isn't he? <laughs> uh, the weed was too dank and got the ticks all fucked up. So so they've grown to like exuberant size like they're really really big um and they attack Clint Howard Clint Howard for some dumbass reason has a bear trap right in the middle of his workshop <laughs> <laughs> So so he steps on that and then he gets attacked by ticks uh when he wakes up he notices that the like they're in his body they're like crawling underneath his skin so he shoots the shit out of his own leg a bunch hey, of wait, times. Hey, wait, Adam, Adam, were they that... crawling in his skin, these wounds they cannot heal? They cannot heal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Nice shot. Um... <laughs> hey, man, nice shot there. So, anyways, he shoots the shit out of his leg, and then we cut away from Clint Howard. We're back to these kids, um, and, and again... Uh, like, I reiterate, the counselors, the people that are supposed to be taking care of these youths, go to bed at, like, 8 p.m. to go and have sex with each other, right? Like, they're, I guess they're a married couple, so whatever. In God's eyes, that's okay. But, <laughs> but inappropriate fucking time to do it, because Alfonso Rivera dumps a bunch of gasoline on this fire, and creates like a huge fireball, and then he has to come out and put it out, and blah 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 blah. blah. Shadowing though there, so they actually did care about writing this script because they're like, "Are you trying to start a forest fire?" It's foreshadowing. Yes. Spoiler alert well, for those who didn't watch Ticks yet. <laughs> yeah, shit well, burns down. <laughs> yeah, let me let me let me uh, let me sort of smash that visage for you because. 
earlier in the movie, uh, there's a scene where the dog gets a tick. And Seth Green is like, oh, it's a tick. You know, you can't crush them. You have to burn them because they're too hard to crush. And then that is proceed, or uh, that's, they you know, followed by... The yeah, they just stomp on them constantly. They're just constantly stomping on them. <laughs> Listen, so, I guess- the weed, the weed juice made them very goopy. It yeah. did not. Oh. <laughs> when when the weeds when that feel when the weeds too strong. Uh- <laughs> I don't. I don't know though because I'm trying to think if it would be awesome or more ridiculous if like Seth Green sees this tick right and he brings his booted foot up and. St- Stomps down and fucking nothing. Like, stepping on a turtle shell. His foot just, like, bounces off of it. If that would be like, oh, shit! Or if it would just be like, well, that's fucking stupid. That looks dumb as hell. I I want that to happen and then Seth Green to look right in the camera and go, oh, right, we established that. (laughs) 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 Though the ticks have varying amounts of, like, tensile... Like that, their skin has varying amounts of tensile strength because, like, the one that gets stuck on um, Seth Green's lip is like a really hard scone, you know. Yeah. But the one that gets stomped by the vet, the same one, just a different part of the scene, is like a jelly donut. So I don't know. I, I guess we're just gonna have to let ourselves believe. That, uh, yeah, that, that... it doesn't matter. It fluctuates on uh, depending on how the scene calls for it. But so, okay, so where are we? Okay, I, we're, I at, say the we're at the dog. Yeah, we're... yeah, yeah. So, so panic's dog lets is attacked and killed by something, and you hear a pretty also, horrific noise. Wait, 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 wait. How dumb is it that he's called Panic? How fucking dumb is that? Okay, so uh, uh, they call me Panic because I never do. Okay, if that was the requirement for like uh, for nicknames, like, hey, they call me I shit my pants because I never do. Like, uh, it's just stupid. Like, what a dumb way to get a nickname. Fuck. I'd be oh called getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Man, no one roasts Matt Kelly like Matt Kelly. <laughs> no, no, that's like in, in the the four years that we've been doing this, I couldn't have thought of a burn that good. That was fucking great. Uh. Anyway, so so oh, Panic is upset about this dog and runs off into the woods full of anger, uh, while Seth Green <laughs> and the camp counselors are like, "Well, let's take this dog to the vet and figure out what the fuck happened to it." Um. And no one's but really I mean, looking for panic. Like, no one is looking for panic at this point. It's like, all right, well. There's, well. A scene, there's a scene where he's, like, hiding behind some rocks, and they drive by in the van. And he's like, oh, geez, don't look for me too hard. And I'm like, what do you want to, want them to drive up on those rocks, you fucking <laughs> asshole? <laughs> what the shit? You're hiding. You're literally hidden. Ah, uh, whatever. Fuck. Keep going. So, so they get to the doctor's office, and that's when they find that it is a giant wood tick inside of the dog. Meanwhile, Panic is being attacked by these ticks in the woods. Wait, wait. Best part about that scene is that uh, she's like, oh, some, something drained your dog of blood. And then she takes your scalpel, or I'm sorry, yeah, the needle, yeah, she, yeah. She, she, she puts the syringe in, and blood gushes out of the fucking dog. <laughs> like, what? Where did that come from? Um, well, no, no, no. The best part—the best part was that she like pulls blood out and then it sucks back in. 
And I'm oh, like, unless, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. unless you directly put that in that tick's mouth, I don't know how this is happening. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Um, so the there's this thing that happens in this movie, and it's it's one of those things that uh, it makes sense in the editing of the sound, but in the actual like realm of the movie, it makes no sense. Which is like when these ticks run, it's like, <laughs> like it's yeah, so much it's noise. Like, but yeah. there's like this scene where Seth Green is looking for it, and it comes running right past him, and it's the loudest like sound. When I was watching that scene, I actually fully thought that, like, it's in the veterinarian office, right? Yeah. And it's like, they're like, where did the tick go? Blah, blah, blah. And then it keeps cutting back to the tick, and it's like... <laughs> like it's, I'm like, well, you guys could probably just follow the sound. It's pretty fucking loud, right? Like... <laughs> It's so fucking loud. Like, they mixed it so goddamn loud in the track that it's like, how did he not know that that ran past him? Oh, Oh my my God. God. There's so much of this movie left. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, the rest of the kids are either going to go fishing um, or they're going to go fuck in the woods. And Oh, it, I, I want to talk about the fishing scene. Uh, that fishing scene oh, upset you, me you mean You mean like when the Asian girl just casually mentions like oh i am here because i was raped once and she's like oh yeah you talk that too and you know what melissa just blows right through that (laughs) let's not not talk about it (laughs) that's weird let's go fishing instead okay Okay, so that the asian girl hooks something right and she's like melissa go go get the net go get it go get it but then melissa gets in the water which by the way is a nasty fucking little like swampy gross water which one, I wouldn't be getting in. So Asian girl, was fucking wearing, take. Was she wearing waders like, or was she wearing shorts? I can't remember. But like, she was wearing just shorts and bare feet, man. Who's gonna walk in a stagnant pond? <laughs> and then she finds the dead body and she gets water in her mouth. Ugh, that is the gross. No, that's, part a, of the that's the thing. That's the thing. Like she's taking a long time to get over there, and the Asian girl's like, Melissa, hurry up, Melissa, go, fucking Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, hurry up. Melissa, fucking hook it! <laughs> Melissa, put it in the net! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I would drop that net and turn around and smack your face. Fuck you. What do you want from me? Jesus. Oh, she was being such a bitch. Melissa should have gotten out of that river and had to pick leeches off of her, like in Stand By Me at that point in the movie, too. Like, there's. Isn't there a killer leech movie, too? Like, I feel like that should be. There's a bunch awkward. of giant leech movies, but. And we could be skaters. <laughs> There's, hey, I'm pretty sure. Slugs. I'm pretty sure it's it's called leeches. <laughs> Is there a movie called leeches? Yeah, there, I, dude, I've been trying to get us through slugs for a while. There's probably nothing to say about it, but it's just gross. Yeah, uh, we already we already watched Puppet Master three. We're we're all set. <laughs> Dude, I watched Puppet Master 1 through 53, so... Um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. You watched all 75 of the Puppet Master <laughs> All right, so so while Melissa and Asian Girl have found the dead sheriff's body in the water, the Rome and his girlfriend uh, discover Clint Howard. Question. Who here really wanted to see the blonde girl take her top off? Like, I'm raising my hand right now. I, I mean, obviously... I, 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 but the, but nobody you don't see anybody's boobs in this movie, which is okay. It's still a ten out of ten. I was so expecting to see because she was like the girl that is set up to be the one who takes her top off, and she does not take her top off. But she does get two inches away from a wall of tick sacks. So I mm, toss up. 
So well, yeah. that that's that is a good indication of how much of a non-character this girl is in this movie because I didn't even think about her tits. I didn't even think about her taking her shirt off. Like she was such a non-character that I f- I almost forgot that she fucking existed. Like, well, you know except what? I, when I, I think that ahead. you're tapping on something too because I had mentioned on Tuesday after we had recorded our intro for the Horns retroactive episode that I was like, man, this movie doesn't seem like it has that big of a, a body count. And you guys went through the, the amount of people who actually die in this movie. But I think it's because there's they all, all die these... all the last... Well, not just that. It's all these characters are literally set up with no character... Like, literally no personality. So you just assume that they're there to be eaten by giant ticks. And then all of them survive, and you're like, well, what the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually, this movie must be genius because it keeps surprising you you're like <laughs> i want this thing to happen it's like fuck you no hey you guys you guys know that there's a duke in this movie there's a, a total duke in this duke. movie yeah yo hey hey you let's go in the woods and let's go fucking the shack what's up what's up oh yeah hey what duke, happened you to duke. you what happened to you <laughs> this is hey, my dad used ah, to live fuck, here. This fucking tick's got my leg. What the fuck? I need my steroids. Jesus. Where are my blues? Where are my blues? I'm going to Where's my blues at? <laughs> hey, you're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they find out about the ticks. They discover that there's these giant ticks. Now we're at the point where everyone is back in the cabin except because for panic. shit's on fire. Yeah, everything That's is on fire now. And and the best part is the, the Roy, the guy that looks like he's 60, um... He's like, the weed, the weed, because it's all burning up after they shoot the shit out of Alfonso Ribeiro. And then, then Alfonso Ribeiro comes in. He's like, they got me. They got me. Yeah. Okay. So Alfonso gets beat up in like a weird racial hate crime. And then he, he gets shot in the abdomen by a shotgun. Right. He's lying on the ground and he realizes that he's got the steroids in his pocket. So he takes a bunch of steroids. The the guys that are. Yeah. The whole forest gets on fire during gets set on fire during that altercation. The guys that are growing the weed, they come back to the cabin. Everyone is all together in the cabin, all at the same place. Alfonso comes back as well. And then points at those guys. And he's like, they did this to me, blah, 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 blah. And then immediately dies. Right. So the the forest is on fire and for some reason all of the ticks in the forest decide to all migrate to this cabin. So everybody's all stuck inside the cabin. There's a lot of tension going on. Blah 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 blah. I'm trying to remember what happens before we get into that other room. What happens before okay, we get So here's what happens. Rivera dies and then a gigantic tick pops No, 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 no. No, that's that's you're jumping ahead a little bit. Yep, Something else that's, happens that's, before So what happens? Oh, Jerry, Jerry drives a car. Yeah, the and he starts the, tripping yes. balls and imagining that the sheriff is about to shoot him. So he smashes the van into the cabin. And that's how all the ticks get in and start attacking everyone. Like, it just turns into pandemonium at that moment. Um, so everyone starts, like, piling into the van. And then uh, it's Seth Green that's like, all right, I'm going back in. And he, like, goes in. And then that's when Panic's body explodes with this giant tick. And also they're in, like, a weird strobe light room. Yes. Well, I think yeah. it's supposed to be, like, heat lightning or something. I don't know. Who cares? So, so Who it, cares? It, 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 nobody cares. This movie's retarded, but it's so good. It's so good. 
good. I love this movie. That 200-pound ticks are actually full of propane. Yes, and propane yeah, accessories. No shit. Man, uh, well, well, they, they actually do explain that earlier on in the movie. They're saying that, like, because they were uh, they were exposed to this weed, like, the weed is is like a propellant, and they're all covered in this propellant. Oh, that yeah. if you were to say, they, they do explain that as dumb as it is. The now, weed! Uh, the uh, weed! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> w- that, that weed was too dank, yo. It's too loud. What's up? Uh, um, but uh, now well, that's, that's no... Pitchfork. Now, now that's no reason that a tick that came out of Alfonso Ribeiro should be so covered in propellant. Like, that thing was not fucking exposed to any kind of weed juice at all. But, but fuck, steroids. Yes. Now, that, that took me a moment. I was like, now, how come Alfonso is the only one that, like, this thing is, like, huge? And I, it took me a minute to realize, oh, because he ate the steroids... And so it made the tick in his body, like, super huge. That actually did take me a second. So sound. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I mean, I, I, only... I, oh, I ahead, think that you pointing that out and all that other stuff, though, really, for, like, what this movie is, because there's been a ton of movies where we've watched where we're like, they didn't give a shit about the story. Like, this movie is absolute 100% straight-to-VHS B-movie fodder, and they spent so much effort actually making things make as much sense as they could for what the movie was. What it is, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, they, they are actually giving a lot of thought to this. They <laughs> like, are calling back to stuff that happened earlier on, and they're not holding your hand through it either. Like, I, I just had to figure out that Alfonso thing. Like, they weren't like, oh, the steroids made it big. Like, they, they just called back. Like, it just made sense. In the, in, like, this is... Scott, good fucking pick, man. Good pick. <laughs> this is really good. Uh, but was I the only one that was disappointed when the tick completely busted out of Alfonso? Like, I was hoping that it would kind of, like... Oh, it would wear his, his body? That would be sweet. Body. Yeah, yeah, I wanted it to be, like, half Alfonso. I, sw- I kind of wanted it to still be, like, wearing his body a little bit. <laughs> so when it, like, completely, like, blah, like, busted out, I was like, ah, that's a bummer. Anyways, so they're in the other room, and, like, fucking Duke, uh, fucking Rome. Yo, man, fucking Rome, like, he, he took my blues. Uh, that guy is, like, the last one to get out, and Seth Green decides to come back in, light a broom on fire. Yeah, I mean, that guy should have died. That should have been a kill right there, but for some reason, this movie is, like, really attached to its characters. It it wants to keep (laughs) them all. It's attached to them enough to let them live, but not enough to give them actual backstories that matter. (laughs) Well, that one girl—that one girl was raped. So. <laughs> but they, but they just cruise right past it. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's backstory. Oh, also, Seth Green was left in the woods for three days. So there's Scott. There's tons of character building in this movie. Right. I'm so sorry for assuming. Um, so, um, so he comes back in, he shoves that on fire broom right in that thing's face. And I mean, it shouldn't be covered in propellant, but for whatever reason it is. And it, get, it lights right up. Right. Um, that's the end of the movie. They all drive away in the van and then it cuts to, you know, there's like, a a, a, a particular egg pod that they had forgotten about. Oh no. Cause they didn't, they definitely went through the entire, uh, 
the entire woods. They combed the entire woods to make sure there were none left. They didn't just like you know. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. There's probably like a hundred egg pods that they forgot, like that they didn't notice. That's probably an in. Uh, I'm infested. Um, that's probably an infestation <laughs> of fucking giant ticks. But it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? So that's the end of ticks. Scott. Solid, solid pick. Yeah. <laughs> it's really I'm gonna, try, good. I'm gonna try so hard to make up for all the crap that I've picked over the four years of us doing this together. I'm gonna just keep picking what I normally pick. Uh, yeah, because yeah. there's always no, workouts. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna continue my uh, my my routine of picking absolute shit that I have no idea what it is. <laughs> it. It, it's about a fifty-fifty for us. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> hi, listeners. I'm Carolina, and I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. So, what did you guys watch this week? Um, I will go first. I watched, uh, I finished the second season of Daredevil. I I finished it like two weeks ago, but uh, now is a good enough time to mention it. But awesome. Uh, I liked it better than season one, actually. Uh, I thought that it was, I actually gave a shit about The Punisher, which was a gigantic surprise for me because I have always hated The Punisher. But I think that they did a really good job of making him not be as much as a shit stain as I always thought of him as. And I watched, guys, um, I was surfing through Netflix and gave a little spin to a classic, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ooh, that's a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> Annihilation? Yeah. I mean, oh my God. The, first, the first Mortal Kombat I can get behind, but Annihilation? Did you watch it just so you could listen to podcasts that make fun of it later? Like, is that the only reason that you <laughs> no, watched it? No, I put it on because I was like, I don't remember this movie because yeah. I saw it one time. And it is so bad. I didn't oh, even and make it, it halfway. It reminds you how bad it is within, like, the first five minutes. Like, right off the bat, it's no, just like, no, it's, hey, it's you're watching idiot. shit. <laughs> yeah, it, that, the, the super shitty green screen CGI <laughs> background that they have to, to oh, man. Yeah, no, I, I own worst. that because I have the double disc uh, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation DVD, and it is, like, 
just right off the bat, just like, hey, guess what? You're watching garbage. Have fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they switch, they switch out actors, they kill off characters, like they do so much stuff in the first ten minutes that you're like, this is all wrong. No, but can we talk about? Can we talk about how 1996 that Mortal Kombat song where it is oh, yeah. where it's like <laughs> Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I love that song. I, like, like when I'm like I go for a jog every once in a while, and that's the song that I listen to because I'm like Mortal Kombat. Go to a jog, go to jog like once in a while. So you only have one fucking song. Or do you have two? You like you, you flip between the Mortal Kombat theme and Darude Sandstorm? Is that what it is? Um. Have you ever have you ever seen that post? Like it's a picture on the internet, but it, it's like somebody went over to their friend's house and they opened up their iTunes, and the only song that was in their iTunes was um, uh, that Lincoln Park song, where it's like uh, "In the End," "In the End" by Lincoln Park, <laughs> and they had they had listened to it thirty thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still mad that they took a picture of my iTunes like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. All right, so... Uh, I've been to Matt's house. I can attest to this. Uh, Adam, have Please. you... He's got way more 90s music in there than just Linkin Park. <laughs> uh, Adam, have you watched anything this week? Internet, though. Um, I watched two movies this week. One of them uh, I've been meaning to watch. I got it in the mail to review from Arrow Films. Uh, and it is the Blu-ray DVD double disc of the Mutilator. It's whatever. It's a great I, cover. The, the cover. We we did touch on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the cover's yeah, I, amazing. I, I, I can't finish it. It's so bad that I can't finish it. Uh, I, I finished it no problem, but I I have a really high tolerance for garbage at this point. Um, yeah, yeah you were also probably fucking eating ice cream and not paying attention <laughs> while you were watching it. So. Uh, and then I watched, for Weird Ass Movie Night, this week we watched the goriest kung fu movie ever made. Ricky oh, yes, the Ricky <laughs> Rickio, the story movie. of Ricky. Have, Matt, Scott, have you seen oh. Rickio, the story of Ricky? Yes. And okay. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> oh, really fuck you, Scott. It. I love that movie. That movie's amazing. We're totally Adam, watching that. Matt, Matt internet movie. high five. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> but no, we won't have to watch that episode. But seriously, if you've never seen Rickio, the story of Ricky, all I'm going to say is a dude ties his own tendons back together so he can t- continue fighting, and that's fucking brutal and amazing. Yeah, um, think about all the gross shit that you have seen in movies, and then put it all in a kung fu format. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It is so ridiculous. Anyway, that's all I've got. Alright, let's hear what your story is for this week, Adam. Alright, okay, I'll try and be quick, because I know it's a, it's already running long. So, um, I, I was living in my, like, my hometown, where I am again, um, but I went to apply to like a Tim Hortons job, which is like a coffee shop, and it was overnight bakery, and that's like an 11 a.m. till 6 a.m. shift. Uh, 700 people had applied to that. That's how bad the unemployment in my town was at the time. Um, so, so I was like, eh, fuck this. This is bullshit. Somebody was like, hey, I'm moving up north. Do you want to come up north with me? Well, I was like, yeah, fuck it. We'll both go up north. Um, Two weeks into being there, he got in a fist fight with the landlord, and we both got kicked out of the apartment. So now I'm in a strange town, five hours up north from my uh, like uh, from any of my family, and so I had to immediately like move into a crack house. 
Um, and it was like a legit, legit, legit crack house. Like it, the guy to the left of me was an alcoholic. The guy to the right of me was a crack addict. The two dudes downstairs sold pills and the one guy upstairs sold, uh, sold weed. Um, that guy was cool. I was okay with that guy. Um, <laughs> so, so it, my, my room, like it was a boarding house. So I just had a room, right? Um, the slumlord that ran this fucking place, like the place was tiled and he had decided, oh, I'm going to rip up all the tiles. And he had come in and he had ripped up half the tiles and then got lazy and decided that he quit. So half my room was tiled and half my room wasn't. But it was like a really shitty transition into tile. Like there was like chunks of tile like sticking out. So I was constantly tripping over it all the time. And whoever had been in there before me had, had like a complete mental breakdown because there was a wall. There was a, a nail in the wall every two inches so the entirety of the room had a circle of nails around it which was fucking strange <laughs> like that weirded me out and there was a big hole there was a big hole in the wall as well so that was actually kind of sweet because i would just sweep and then i would sweep everything into that hole and just put it in the walls the in between fuck is your life <laughs> <laughs> So this was this was like right before I moved in with Katana Troy. Um, anyway, so I was dating a girl that used to do like a lot of intravenous drugs. Um, so we were like hanging out there together one day, and the guy that lived to the left of me uh, was a total alcoholic, and he would spend like he was on like uh, he was on welfare, and he would pay rent and then just spend the rest of his money on alcohol. So he was just hammered all month long and he would come over to me and he'd be like, Hey, will you do me a favor? And I'd be like, yeah, what? And he'd be like, we put a bandaid on me and he'd pull up his shirt and his back was just covered in open lesions from where he had got drunk and fallen down. Like he fell down all the time. And his dad, his dad worked at a bakery. So as opposed to, you know, spending his money on food, he would get his dad to just bring him bread from the bakery, but that's all he ate. All he ate was bread. So he was like the pudgiest, grossest, just like fattest, nastiest fucking guy. Oh, it was awful. Awful. Um, there's no real end to this story. Eventually, I did get out of that place, but it took me a while to do it. And then I moved in with Katana Troy and had to deal with Tent Guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a real upgrade. That was really good stuff. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> So that was Ticks from 1993, (laughs) as picked by our very own Scott. Uh, We've got a bunch of crazy episodes coming up soon, including, uh, you know, just a minor spoiler alert. Uh, Listeners, you might uh, meet Scott's wife soon in a very future episode of this podcast. Scott, Uh, I promise not to tell any of these stories when Megan Megan is on the air. You say that like she doesn't already laugh about them anyway. (laughs) Uh, She's part of most of them. (laughs) So join us. as well, if you want to pick some movies, throw us some suggestions at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, go ahead and send us a rate and review and subscribe. You can also subscribe on SoundCloud. And also, we haven't given a shout-out for a while. Uh, also, check out the people at geekscape.net that help this podcast 
pretty much exist. Uh, if it wasn't for them, we'd be doing some really shitty MacGyver Jimmy setup that I had done for our old podcast. Uh, Geekscape really opened up a door for us. So big thank you to Geekscape. Go check out their show uh, and also the Geekscape Games podcast who gives us shout-outs on, on the regular. So thank you guys for listening. That was Tix. We'll be back next week. Oh, wow, pat, pat yourself on the back a little harder there. <laughs> well, I was being facetious, but sure. All right, all right. All right don't right, don't so break I'll... don't break your arm jerking yourself off. All right, so. I'm gonna <laughs> uh... Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina, and I'm Tessa, and together we are Fem Regard Podcast. Mmm, Fem. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.